When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends each and every week. And I just dropped a brand new episode today at the Pop Culture Cosmos, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We're getting you a great start on week two of the NFL for all you fantasy football owners. So go ahead and check out my interview with Chris Ardieri that already dropped on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football channel. Plus, also, as well, Game Source. Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. Go ahead and check out Ox1947, aka Joe Soro, who actually is going to be probably monitoring Lakersball.com and this podcast all the way from the San Francisco Stadium where he's watching the Dodgers and the Giants. So go ahead and check out Ox1947 today at Lakersball.com. But you never know, he might have his eyes on you, Tom. So watch out, watch out. Also, as well, go ahead and check out Laker Tom and go ahead and check him out today wherever you get your great internet capabilities because Lakerholics.com is the great place to go for everything Lakers. So go ahead and be part of the conversation today and check out Laker Tom, the number one Laker blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also, as well, Jamie Sweet and his five things articles as well. Go ahead and check that out there. The Hoopheads Podcast Network, which run a great number of great shows, including ours, and support that. Go ahead and check them out today at hoopheadspod.com. And if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, due to viewer demand from Nicholas and actually a few other people as well that said, hey, are you going to talk about it? Because the news just dropped a couple hours ago. And I wasn't sure if I was going to do it because it seemed like it was something that maybe we would do. We just, I wasn't sure I was able to get any of the crew together. But you know what? This afforded that. You guys wanted it and you guys got it because we will be talking about the return of none other than Dennis Schroeder coming off his EuroLeague performance. And I guess it warranted a contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. 
for a little over $2.6 million. Mind you, that's an almost an $82 million savings over what was originally thought that the Lakers had offered him a couple years ago. My have the times changed for Dennis Schroeder, Mr. Skateboarder himself, the guy that went out and, and said so much and did so much as far as uh, trying to get himself out of L.A. after not approving a contract, thought he was better than that. Well, times have been hard for him as far as not working out in Boston, not working out in Houston, and ultimately becoming a free agent that nobody wanted. But the Lakers have now signed him to the roster. So what does that mean for the Lakers? Does that mean that Laker Tom's dreams and visions and predictions will finally come true in an a almost immediate trade for Russell Westbrook? We'll talk about that and what Dennis Schroeder can still bring to this team. We'll talk about that as well. But first up is the man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Ox1947 is in the chat room, so go ahead and be part of the chat room. He is at the game talking about this right now. So go ahead and talk to Ox1947 today in the chat room. But it is the number one Lakers blogger need. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, we needed, as of now, without any trade, barring any trades, one slot left to fill. And it looked like it got filled today with a man, I guess, is, I don't know what to say, is licking his wounds after what he was originally offered in the not-too-distant past, but a guy that's coming back to the Lakers a lot lighter in the pocketbook than what he could have been before. Blue Magic says, Ox1947, the roster makes less sense now than it did just a couple hours ago. I think a trade is imminent. I used to think Russell Westbrook was staying, but now I'm less sure. I'm agreeing with you, Blue Magic. I think this is going to be a sign that this is definitely a plan by the Lakers to get rid of Russell Westbrook sooner than later. Laker Tom, your thoughts on this acquisition that they made of a returning mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder? Well, there are really are two schools of thought that seem to have merged. The first is that obviously with four point guards, somebody is going. Um, the other second one, which is what the Lakers are now putting out through uh, – Jovan Buha is that uh, Russell Westbrook is going to come off the bench now, uh, and the starting the starting minutes will heavily be taken by uh, a combination of Dennis Schroeder and uh, uh, and uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, oh, he'll be thrilled to hear that. You know, what do I think it means? You can make an argument both ways. One of the real striking parts about Buha's latest information from the Lakers was that the Lakers are very excited about the prospects of next season. <laughs> you know LeBron's got to be grinding his teeth, but they're, they're excited about the prospects of going into next season with uh, $30 million, 35, 30 to $35 million in open cap space and with um, two draft picks and actually a third draft pick that would be available on draft day. Um, now, that almost requires a sacrifice of the of the coming season because yes. so you could argue that what the Lakers are doing isn't just necessarily getting a replacement for Russell Westbrook in in signing Dennis Schroeder, but they're actually um, just trying to do as well as they can in this season. 
figuring that let's put let's let's get as many good players as we can, um, and let's bench Russ. Let's bring him off the bench. That's well, let me ask you this argument. Good, you you mentioned the word good and players together in a sentence, and you have four six foot three guards, three of which are considered right. below average at this point in time. Does that really constitute good as far as no, the what, it, are concerned? what it comes down to without any stretch of the imagination is that this is a if the Lakers were to go forward without trading Russell Westbrook, regardless of whether they they bench him, which I suspect would eventually lead to him going home, you know, permanently. Which would be uh, the best option. Which could be the best option. But the problem is is you don't get anybody to to help you. You know, you don't get anybody to help you. And I think what's more likely to happen is that I think that it is a sign that the Lakers are going to trade Westbrook. And there's been talk of a four-team trade involving um, New York and and uh, Charlotte, as well as Utah. And I think that makes a lot of sense because what the Lakers want back are it, – it doesn't matter whether they keep Russell Westbrook for the year. If they could get three – players on expiring contracts who can produce and be rotation players, be a starter or one of the players in the top 10 rotation, then they, then they aren't losing anything by trading Westbrook uh, except for the draft picks. And then the draft picks do have a lot of value too. So the Lakers are, the Lakers are either in between these two decisions because of the way the company, the way the organization is run and the multiple people who have input in the final decisions, or they're doing a wonderful job of, of creating a situation where the teams looking to trade for them are going to have to say, these guys really think they can bring it back. They can run it back. They really think that that's a viable path. And the Lakers are, are, are doing a great job PR-wise of that. Um, yeah, the only thing that's always the big fear is that Man, they've blown some big decisions before on trades, like Russell Westbrook last summer. So what's to prevent them from not doing the obvious, which is to go get Buddy Heald and, and Miles Turner, or you know, do a trade with Utah that brings back three guys who are all on expiring contracts, you know? Um, that would be a nice situation because you you still have that cap space going into next year. Um, the problem is is obviously if you if you are going to trade those draft picks you need to get back players who you are going to keep because the stupidest thing in the world would be to trade those picks for players that you then let walk at because they're on expiring contracts. That it just doesn't make sense that the Lakers would do that. I'm yeah. just laughing. I, I, I mean, I'm, even I'm beyond, even right beyond I'm thinking this is funny. I think this is funny, Tom, even beyond, even beyond the wildest stretch of the worst trade that you could imagine. Um, there are moves that I don't think the Lakers are dumb enough to do. And giving away the draft picks for expiring contracts would be one of those things because there's no purpose of that. You just, just keep Russ in that particular situation because whatever you get for Russ for one season, if you're not going to keep him just to, what, get 10 more wins or some, or five more wins, doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I do think that... You know, it's kind of funny. There was a quote. There was a quote from Schroeder's agent when he was asked about, you know, these guys got four point guards now. You know that. You know that, don't you? And Under his answer three. was that the Lakers assured him that there was going to be a lot of minutes. Now, what does that mean? 
you got a crowded backcourt now. You just signed a new, another guy, so there's there's got something happening. You got 15 players. If they make a trade, it's probably going to be a three for one or a two for one trade. So that, that means that you got to get rid of one or two more players. Um, so the truth is, we know a little bit more than we knew before they signed Dennis Schroeder. There's a little more chance that there's going to be a Russell Westbrook trade. Um, but there's still that there's still that 25% chance that the Lakers will blow it simply because they've blown it before. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get the cell phone copy, version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already. If you really want to. That's the pop culture Cosmo show. And the PCC multiverse. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week. And wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I'm just going to say this right now that and I'm going to touch on Nick Wong's comments here in a second and his question to you. I'm going to say right now that the Lakers in its current form roster could be one of the greatest all mouth teams and all attitude teams of all time. This would be great as far as the arguments and the, the, the smack talk to both themselves and the opposite team. I think that the Lakers have gone out of their way to make Darvin Ham's job as hard as possible. And I'm just going to say that for the record by providing you know, all these, these, but, these but guys that are not team friendly guys. I'm just yeah. going to say that clear. They're it's giving like, him some challenges built in. It's not oh, challenges. It's the nicest not a way you can job, say it. man. But hey, any NBA job is very difficult. First oh, off, he will earn his there, money. You're going out there trying to tell guys making 10 times what you'd make what to do. <laughs> And you hold their careers in their hands. I look at it a different way, not necessarily that they are naive or stupid to be able to load so much on the Darvin Ham in the first year. Instead, I look at it as, and this is the story that the Lakers are putting out. And, and they put this out from the moment that they made a unanimous decision to go with him as their next coach. They basically believe in this guy. They believe he can handle these types of situations, and that is one of the main reasons why they hired him. And I think what it reflects is we all know that the coaches have to have certain X's and O's. They have to have certain skills, but the biggest one is being able to connect with the players that are they're coaching. You know, get those players to be motivated. Get them to play for you as a coach. Get them to do the right things, to play the right way, to have the right priorities. You know, to run the offense, to 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 be that fourth guy going down on a fast break rather than just loafing and 
to be the guy who makes that rotation, even though it's 22 seconds in the clock. Um, the Lakers really trust and believe in Darwin Ham, and he is the big reason why I've always felt from the moment they hired him that this offseason was a tremendous success. And all Rob has to do in order to make it a tremendous success is to pull the trigger on a trade. <laughs> you know, ideally, the, the Pacers trade. But even that, there's a, there's still a winning combination that can be made through, you know, maybe Bujan Bogdanovich and uh, I guess the other one is... Well, there's Jordan Clarkson available on Utah that they're trying to go ahead and move well, on from. Well, Beasley's the other guy you want because Beasley's got a team Malik option. Beasley. He's got yeah. a team option, so he's on an expiring contract just like Boyan is. Yes, I know. So you I know, get but I know who, I know who contracts, and Danny then get, Ainge wants to get rid of, too. And then you get well. Cam Reddish. Who's yeah. also uh, who's well, you'll have to sign Which him. You talked he's about a, absolutely, but he's but he's not huge. He's not a huge price. So there are moves that they can make, you know. Um, and there's still the big trades that are out there, and and there's still talk of of this big four team Utah trade. I'd like to get Cam Reddish. Bogdanovich would be great if the Lakers do that. My big question is, do they then start AD at center, you know, and LeBron at the at the four and Boyan at the three. And, you know, you, you, you automatically are going back to the weakest lineup. The weakest cog in the lineup is going to be the center if they don't trade for Miles Turner. Um, so they may, they may decide to switch and, and go, go with that lineup to start off. And I think they can do that because I think that Bogdanovich can fill the same role that Marquise Morris filled for the Lakers when they won in the bubble. You know, that's the same lineup that dominated. I think Morris was a better defender than, and Bogdanovich is probably a better shooter and scorer. So, you know, there's a little balance there. It all comes down to what kind of defense and what kind of motivation can Darvin Ham give this team. And, you know, apparently a big part of what they've announced is also that, you know, it's, it's totally in his power now as to where Russ, Russ plays or if Russ plays, if he starts or if he yeah. comes off the bench. That's why I said the other the other outcome of the shooter or the other reaction that is going to be caused on the Lakers of shooter signing his contract is that starting job is there's two guys now better than Russell. Well, let's so, just say if Russell Westbrook and he stays on the team through the LeBron camp to training camp, that's going to be a lot of fun for us to talk about. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. All this, this stuff. That's I'm gonna go not. On. I've almost refused, out of principle, because of Jamie, to. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> Jamie talk is about, driving somewhere to talk wrong about on this Russell weekend. Westbrook actually being on the Lakers, because I think if they actually make that mistake, it is a serious mistake. Oh, I, I know. Jamie and I have been on the phone all day, back and forth. Joe and I have been on the phone all day in regards to this. I know Jamie is on the road, so he couldn't make it on today's program, but. He just got smacked somewhere. He's driving on the road, and Tom just smacked him right now on that. <laughs> but I want to go ahead and mention West Troopleds and also Nick Wong's comments as well as before we continue. Nick Wong said earlier, how confident do we feel about Dennis as a player, aside from any indication of a Westbrook move, given his performance in the EuroLeague? Well, the good and the bad, I'll start off with uh, Dennis's performance in the EuroLeague. The good. The good is that he averaged almost 22 points and seven and a half assists per game during the EuroLeague, recent EuroLeague tournament that he just got, his German team just got eliminated from. 
That's the good. The bad is he shot 28% from the three-point area. The bad is the first thing that you look up for him when it concerns Dennis Schroeder, EuroLeague, on Twitter is the fact that he got his shot blocked by Usman Garuba in a promo for Usman Garuba. It shows that, again, he may not be able to have that elite speed that he once did. But twenty, almost 22 points, seven assists in your league, trying to gain some momentum, especially on the back half. He closed the tournament a lot stronger than he started based off the stats that I saw and off some of the earlier performance as well. Still got to give some love to Svi Mihailik. I know he, a lot of people have been asking about him, and I know Joe does not want him on the team, but he has been performing well for Finland as well. And I know he's the other major free agent that's out there playing EuroLeague ball that has not been picked up by a team as of yet. So I'm hoping for the kid because I've always, you know, really liked him ever since the Lakers drafted him. But Wes Trueblood says as far as what he thinks is that the Lakers could never gain leverage. And he was mentioning this to Blue Magic in a rust trade, in his opinion, irrespective of what they say, no one believes that the, they want Russ. And right, we all know that a team is not trading for Russ, the player. They're trading for Russ, the contract. We all get that. Anytime the trades for him will exact a pound of flesh. <laughs> that's one way to say it, Wes. But it is, again, yeah, it's not Wes, the player, that's anyone's trading for at this point in time in his career. They're trading for Russell Westbrook, the contract. So I get that. But Laker Tom, you now have four Six foot three and under guards now, man. Point guards, point guards. Well, okay, we've got a couple other smaller guards that are shooting guards, exactly. So, you've got <laughs> you know, Austin Reeves is not exactly a tall guy, it's six five. That's okay for shooting guards. Backcourt, the backcourt is not going to be the tall backcourt right. that we had in the past during the 2020 season. Let's just come to grips with that. But, no, and you know, the one thing you can say about the whole thing is that it. I think that you're going to see Reeves or Beverly on the floor almost all the time, one of them, because the other guards can't defend. None used to be an okay defender. I don't know, you know, after the bone bruise that he had, who knows what he can do. But it's going to be a problem because I always thought that Schroeder's off defense was overrated. But frankly, I also thought that Beverly's defense was overrated. So we'll see how they best is Joe. Yeah. But there is something to that annoying that, you know, that get in your head type that play. fly that, that just bothers the hell out of you and won't, you know, he'll not yet to death. I think um, it'll get younger. It's the type of defense. Okay. With these older veterans that can no longer get by on their speed or athleticism, right. but they use their mouth and their head games to go ahead. Like Chris Paul, he plays head games yeah. with They'll get a lot of the younger guys, the rookies, the second-year guys, guys that are just starting to get in rotation. They'll get in the heads of all these younger guys. But veterans, they're used to their old tricks. Right. Well, you know, it's always a matchup game, and that's what's interesting about thinking about Westbrook. If the Lakers have to keep Russ on on the roster for some disastrous reason, it does make sense to pair him up against second string point guards. You don't want him on the court against their stoppers. You want him on the court against rookies, journeymen, second stringers. And I don't even, and frankly, if I were coaching that team, Russ would be a situational substitution. He wouldn't be part of a normal rotation, but when I'd see a, when I'd see a player come in that I think that he could really take over and dominate, then you put him in the game. 
In other words, you try to get him matchups where the defender that he's against is is going to be very, very poor defender, and, and he has a real advantage either in size or athleticism or speed. That's the only way you're going to make Russ be effective is by controlling where you put him. If you just give him 10 minutes and it's against starters, I mean, at least the Lakers have come to some sense that there's no way Russell Westbrook can be the starting point guard on this team and have the season be anything but a total disaster. Ox1947, AK Joe Soros, this amnesty is the only thing that would save the Lakers from Russell Westbrook. <laughs> no, I think there's still a chance for a trade. There's still a chance for a trade because when you go back to a couple of things like Nick's question about what are the odds and so forth, I think definitely that I think that there's a good chance for a trade still. I still think it's maybe 50 50, maybe 40 60, maybe 60 40. So I'll drop it by and, the and, day, and my the reasons, friend. Reasons are because it, if I think about them not making a trade, that means that they did not do anything with those two draft picks after signing LeBron James to a two year extension and promising basically that he was going to retire as a Laker. Now, maybe there's some handshake deal where LeBron said, okay, you can blow this year, but just get us to the playoffs. AD and I'll take over that. Or LeBron says, I, okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to play until I'm 45. So, you know, we don't have to worry about it because it's my future as well as your future. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's take this year and, you know, just get us close to the playoffs. And we'll get us into the play-in tournament and I'll take care of the rest of it. You know, there's still the whole thing of LeBron. You know what he said, F those draft picks, man. And you want to see the Lakers go into next year with those draft picks? And then the team really sucks. Well, they'll have a lot more bargaining chips if they wait it out. That's all they'll say. They'll have a lot. Yeah, more they'll have chips. a lot more bargaining chips, but they'll also be looking at LeBron James going into his last guaranteed year. I understand. I and Anthony Davis going into his last guaranteed year. Well, we talked um, about that. Anthony Davis has to have a prove it to me year this year, otherwise, that you know he might. Yeah, be I think everybody feels that if AD is really what they traded for. If they if they want the AD that they traded for, we we saw in the playoffs, we saw in in the bubble. That's the last time we saw the guy. Yep, he's somewhere he's somewhere out there. I think so. You know, he's only they thirty. Also, they also believe Darvin Ham can get that out of AD. So we'll see. We'll see uh, indeed. But yeah, I, I, we'll see. You know, Laker Tom. I want you to go ahead and start championing for a DeMarcus Cousins reunion and then Rayshon Rondo as a coach so we can get all the guys that have been known for being mm -hmm. somewhat difficult at times on the team so we could go ahead and you really have like some fun at the Lakers. Dream. Huh? You sound like a podcaster looking for trouble. I'm, like, I'm a podcaster looking for content. Trouble. That good people... trouble's okay. Bad trouble we don't want. Well, okay. Tell me that this doesn't have right now in its current form a high likelihood, or let's say a maybe a, a decent chance of being a crash and burn season for the Lakers. Well, it definitely, it definitely, they're going to be some, they're going to be some TV series on this year, this coming season. 
I should ask the guy I interviewed last week, Stephen Lecker, the executive producer, will you be making a docu series of this season alone or going behind the scenes? I that's what he would have been he would have been smart to have signed up for a two year deal there for sure. Knowing exactly. Or or the guys, you know how they but do you, those but backstage you know that, Lakers. You know what that plays into? Yes. Yes. What that plays into is exactly why there's still a real good chance that the Lakers will pull up these trades. Because everybody does feel like the Lakers Soon as LeBron leaves, they're all predicting ten years of of misery, just like when Kobe left. And you know that part of that ten years is probably going to be us overpaying LeBron, you know, to gray bearded LeBron to go down the court and you know and score twenty points a game or something. So you keep looking at this closer and closer, and what it seems to me is a wonderful job of positioning by the Lakers to try to create why they might say no to a team. And that's all you're really trying to do. You're just trying to give a, a little bit of doubt so that a team will finally say, okay, I'll take that pick swap instead of the pick. So you know, I have, or something like that. So I have two final questions before we head on out on this abbreviated edition of the Lakers Fast Break because you, the viewers, big shout out to Nicholas and everyone out there who also wanted it for us to go on the air. Appreciate you wanting to go ahead and hear what we have to say here at the Lakers Fast Break. Big shout out to Joe who's right now sitting in the middle of Oracle Park right now watching us. So truly appreciate it. Good luck with the Dodgers tonight against the Giants. Also as well, want to go ahead and thank everybody in the chat room from Nick Wong, Petting My Cat, Wes Trueblood, Blue Magic, Nicholas again. Everybody's been great. Truly appreciate it. Of course, Jamie Sweet, who's been on the road. Truly appreciate him talking about it as well. And of course, Mr. Ox1947, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him one last time. But before we head on out, two quick questions I have. First is, what real contribution do you think Dennis Schroeder coming back $81 million lighter in the pocketbook than what he could have been, what he can really do for the Lakers this season? Well, the big problem is that he's not going to have the opportunities that he had in EuroLeague. He's not going to be averaging 22 points and have a 30-point game and so forth. I suspect that Darvin Ham is going to want high-energy effort on defense. And a high-energy effort on defense inevitably is going to lead to a long rotation um, because you want guys to give everything. You don't want guys coasting. That's not the Darvin Ham style. So he'll go with 11, 10, 11-man rotation. And Schroeder will get get some minutes. And And I think that's also something that was alluded to in the comments from Dennis's agent that there are going to be minutes available. So they're, they're going to spread the minutes around. LeBron and AD are going to play over 30 minutes, but that may be questionable whether anybody else on this lineup plays over 30 minutes. I think they're going to spread it out unless they find somebody who comes up like Malik Monk did last year and becomes a semi-star. They're going to try to have a deep rotation so that there's a lot of energy on the floor all the time. And and Ham's going to demand that everybody hustles, including the superstars, which I think is something that was really became missing last year with Brett Vogel. So, you know, the Lakers, the more you listen to everything that they're doing, saying and all of the things that they're doing, they really they really have reinstated their belief in what a coach can do to make the team better. And and may part of it may be just PR for uh, the Lakers fans who might be disappointed. 
but I think part of it also is a recognition that they got they got a guy that they really believe in who's got some charisma and they think that he can make a difference with all of these players. So so maybe it you know let, let's see you know. Blue Magic uh, says Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, Nunn, and Dennis a bevy of point guards, most of them below average, and add Nunn and Reeves to this just to have LeBron run the point. This team makes absolutely no sense. I'm just going to say, ergo, ergo, there must be a trade. Uh, must be a trade on the horizon. But I'm going to ask you this, Laker Tom. One last question for you. It's very important before I go ahead and get to the promos on the way out. Do you have any camera work experience? Nope. Reason why is because I'm going to get you, Jamie, Joe, John. I'm going to see if I can get Kenneth back. I'm going to see if I can get Sean Grice. We're all going to go ahead and apply to Comcast Sports in regards to the getting a position as part of the backstage Lakers team, because we're going to record the backstage Lakers, because that's going to be some fun stuff. Because you know, in the backstage Lakers, they always put that good stuff behind the scenes and whatnot, not the juicy stuff, the stuff we really want to see. And you know, there's going to be a ton of it. If all these guys go to camp, that's what I really want to do is get the true backstage Lakers. You would talk about what's on Hulu legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers. I want the true Backstage Lakers, Tom. How about it? It'll be on TV next year. The year <laughs> after next year. <laughs> well, you know, because they always show that shiny, happy stuff that they show on Backstage well, Lakers. Well, Magic and uh, Kareem were Showtime, what is year two of Russ going to be? Russ and Dennis show. Absolutely. And LeBron, LeBron's going to have that frustrated look again. He's going to have that frustrated look again. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it indeed. But Everyone out there in the chat, from Allen to Blue Magic to Nick West, to... Westbrook's going to get traded. I'm pretty sure that's looking more and more like that's going to be the case. When? We don't know, but we'll see. Petting my cat, Ox1947, West True Blood. Hopefully you will have a great weekend. We appreciate the comments right there. Petting my cat says, don't worry, Magic is the precursor move for a trade in five years. Blue Magic says Lonnie Walker 4 is also apparently out of rotation per Mark's time. <laughs> we just spent $6.5 million on him. Hey, all good. All good there. So Lakers use their valuable MLE on a player that won't even be in rotation. If that's the case, Blue Magic. But it's a one-year contract. Yeah, it's a one-year contract. But still, that's very contract. sad that he, if he's not in the rotation before the season even you starts. You know what teams that are over the cap really should do to pay huge luxury taxes? Every year they get a chance to sign a guy for five, six million dollars. Sign one for three years. The next year you get to sign another one for three years. The next year you sign another one for three years. And you end up you end up with all of these players that are quality players. Instead, the Lakers throw everybody away every year and sign everybody new. So everybody's a free agent because they're on one year deals. And then at the end of the year, they have nobody to trade. If they don't make a trade during the season and they go into next summer. With this roster, you know who they have available to trade? LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's it. No other players. That might be actually a good thing. Well, what if we don't want to trade LeBron and Anthony? Oh, then you can't make a trade because you can't match salaries. Are you going to take eight $2 million guys to get a $15 million player back? No team's going to trade for eight players. No, but that Russell Westbrook deal, like you said, is going to be hopefully a valuable chip, plus the Lonnie yeah, Walker. They, they have to trade, Russ. 
Jamie might be right, but I'll deny that I ever said that. Uh, and, and the, trade could happen, the trade could happen at the trade deadline. The Lakers are probably dumb enough to do that because who's going to give you anything really of value for Russell Westbrook for a half a year of Russell Westbrook's contract? Paul Terry just indicated to us that Utah, they just released two players. I know that they were at least two players. 17, as they as, were at 17. Yeah, they were 17. So, yeah, they're shedding some of the players that they don't want. They just released, who did they just released? Xavier Sneed and Paris Brass. So these players were not going to be significant contributors to even a, a team that's going to be tanking. So I don't know. The situation is going to be very murky as we head into LeBron minicamp and then the actual training camp at the end of this month. Paul Terry says Ham, Palenka, and Jeannie needs to go. <laughs> Give Ham a chance. He's going to have a headache as is. Give Ham a chance. He hasn't even started yet. Give him a chance. Palenka and Jeannie, that's, everybody can share their opinions on that. I've, of course, shared mine on that. I think the organization top-down needs a cleansing. And I will say it again and again until this team gets it right. But Darvin Ham, you know, give him a chance at least. Let's give him a chance. But Laker Tom, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? That's coin flip as far as I'm concerned still. I still think there's a good chance. There's a lot of things that point to a trade. The the, the makeup of the roster, the, the no backups for LeBron and AD, no players in the top 10 who shoot even within 2% of the league average, the three-point shooters. Everything just says there has to be a trade where this team is an unbalanced team that is going to suffer the same problems that they had last year. They don't have shooting and they don't have size. You know, they don't have size in the, in the front court other than their two young centers. So it seems to me that they have to do a trade I think so. I think that's the name. Like Wes Trubot says, there's still players on the roster enough to go ahead and fill out the Utah roster. So they still need to make a change on those veterans. I know that that's what I'm saying right now is that if they keep those veterans on the team, Utah will still be too good to be one of the worst teams, but will most likely be near a play-in team or 7-12 to 12 type team that is not going to be good enough to get close to a number one choice for Victor Wembiyama. So we'll see what happens there. But you guys have been tremendous in the chat room today. Blue Magic says, get ready. We might sign Isaiah Thomas next. You know, at least he'll score. But yes, he's even yeah. smaller. That, that's a logical person for us to sign because he's we need small. size. We need size and we need any every position but point guard. We need forwards. Oh, Isaiah Thomas, that's perfect. Perfect fit. Yep, absolutely. Perfect fit indeed. But once again, if you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Special shout out again to Nicholas for and all everybody else that asked to go ahead for for us to go back on the air in regards to this on a moment's notice. I just was thinking that this is something that most Laker fans didn't really care about, but seemingly they do because people have been watching today and people have been interested. They've been wanting us to come on the air to talk about so we thank you for your interest in us and what we think right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But I do have planned, hopefully, once he gets out of Toronto traffic, a interview with Sean Grice coming up this weekend. And, of course, our usual Sunday group chat. I don't know how much of a group is going to be, but I'm thinking Laker Tom will be there. 
I know Joe will still be in Northern California, so watch out, Tom. Watch out. He's going to be in and around your area, your neck of the woods there. So be careful for a Joe Soro sighting here and there. But once again, it's a Lakers fast break. I know that Jamie will also be out of action as well, but looking forward to a great conversation with Tom, maybe John, maybe anybody else that we can get in. But you know what? Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Look out for that. Also a great conversation with Sean Grice on the way. We're looking forward to it. But if you have, again, questions for us, Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Don't forget to check out Laker Tom's latest article right now at Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet's Five Things Articles and Ox 1947 at Lakersball.com as well. So for Laker Tom, this is Gerald Glassford. Paul Terry, Lakers fast break, ham parade, Russ, since he came knowing that the fan base wants him gone, too disrespectful. I'm just going to say right now, let's give ham a chance. Let's at least give him 10 to 15 games to get in a rhythm so he can start to see. He's a visionary that the Lakers have lacked. I'm hoping so. I'm sincerely hoping so. But I'm also hoping that this team stays together because it's going to provide so much juicy things for us during the course of the season. You know all these guys will not enjoy working with each other day in, day out. Blue Magic says keep your eyes open. The trade might happen over the weekend. You never know. If that's the case, we'll immediately or as soon as possible come right back on because we've got you covered on all the Lakers news and trends right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 